you're listening to The Private Citizen Defending Your Right to Have Something to Hide. This is episode 77 for Tuesday, the 6th of July, 2021. Welcome to the Polizeistadt! Hey everybody, welcome to The Private Citizen. Uh, thanks for listening. My name is Fab. I'm your host coming to you from live uh, from Düsseldorf. The uh, capital of the federal state of North Rhine-Westphalia in Germany. As you can tell, we have a bit of a German topic today again. Well, really, um, we're going to talk about the crypto wars. It's going to be all crypto wars. I'm going to talk about the um, the Staatstrojaner, you know, lawful encryption law that came into effect, uh, how it happened. Uh, there's a little bit of a limitation on it, um, what that means. And then we have some Encro chat news. Uh, so also uh, a topic. So both of these are kind of... I'm, I'm kind of catching up to topics we had previously on the show. Um, I'm doing this on a Tuesday, which isn't the normal release date. I'm going to have a show out tomorrow on Wednesday as well, hopefully. Everything goes according to plan. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying. Basically, uh, as, as I said previously, um, the show will go uh, on a bit of a hiatus. Um, from from next from tomorrow from Wednesday, uh, is it the eighth? Yeah, no, well Thursday basically. I'm gonna release the show tomorrow and then I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a little bit of a hiatus here, and then I should be back by Wednesday the twenty eighth. Um, so I'm giving you an extra episode here. This is stuff I need to wrap up. I've got so many shows to do, but this is kind of uh, move. I moved it forward in the queue because I need to talk about it. At least the. Uh, you know the the lawful in, in uh, interception uh, stuff, uh, the Staatstrojaner stuff, uh, quickly here because I'm already behind with that, and uh, I wanted to get that out of the way before hiatus. Um, then we have another show tomorrow, and then we'll see when I'm when I'm when I'm back in the saddle. Um, you know, I'll, I'll the, the the cards are uh, the deck get shuffled again, but I, I still have a lot lot of stuff. If I had, you know, if I had more time, I could do like an episode a day currently. But I don't want to complain. This is not me complaining. Um, there could be worse things uh, than running a podcast where you don't have, you know, you could have, you, you could be a show where I don't have enough topics. Um, this show is blessed with an overabundance of topics. Let's put it that way. Um, because Before we get into the uh, crypto war topics, let's quickly... Uh, talk about Twitch. I have a little update about Twitch. Um, as you know, I'm live streaming this on Twitch. I do that uh, pretty much every time. Uh, I live stream the show and then I, um, you know, I, I upload that to YouTube. Uh, of course, it's first and foremost a podcast, but, but you know, some people like watching. Uh, people do these things live, and I always had requests for this on this show and a previous show, so I'm just, you know, doing it. Anyway, we were talking about Twitch uh, in, a, in the previous episode, episode 76. Um, I was talking about, uh, I mean, even in episodes before that, we were talking a little bit about um, um, censorship and, and stuff like that, that, especially in Germany, and I mentioned the NetzDG law, this Netzwerkdurchsetzungsgesetz, uh, which is basically a German law against hate speech on the internet, and it aims to make 
platform um, providers responsible for the content on their platforms. Um, and Twitch sent me an email um, about this, uh, which had weird timing, and I had some questions about that. Um, if you're interested in um, what actually uh, Twitch wrote me and what I replied and asked their press people, um, please go listen to episode 76. I don't really want to recap that here. Um, just a quick update to say that they emailed me back. I got a... Uh, Got an email from a, a German uh, person at Twitch uh, press offices. Um, unlike YouTube, they actually uh, replied. That is good. That's the good news. Uh, the bad news is they uh, said, hello, um, please read this um, to answer your questions. And they linked me to a web page. I put, um, as always, you know, um, go to privatecitizen.press if you're interested in the show notes this is uh, privatecitizen.press slash episode slash 77 and there's links to everything I talk about um, of all of the content I use uh, to produce the shows on there so you can you know think for yourself have a look at the the, the facts as it were um, for yourself and I have a link to the page that Twitch linked me to it's um, they linked me to the German version but this is an English English translation And um, yeah, not a single of the questions I actually asked them is on there. But I, the stuff I asked them was like, why are you enforcing this now? Netstick is like a law from 2017, I think. You know, the, the last changes came in effect in January. Um, like, what, how does this relate to your terms of service? Why do we even mention your terms of service? Um, just to quickly, I said I don't want to recap, but to quickly recap, Netstick is a criminal law in Germany. It deals with things... Um, that the states need, state needs to investigate that are criminal matters that you get put into criminal court for. Um, Twitch's terms of service is a civil uh, law thing, right? That's like just their terms of service. And uh, if they enforce them towards me, they can do whatever they want. I mean, I can sue them under, under civil law, of course. Every, anybody can sue anybody. Uh, under civil law, but it's very different from actually having a being accused of a crime, right? If you violate Nets DD, that's a crime. That's not a matter of fines. Generally, it's a matter of actual jail time. So I, I don't understand how this plays together. I mean, I mentioned this before. Companies, I think, generally, uh, I've, I've read a, um, a scientific uh, paper about this um, about so-called overblocking are generally trying right now um, to block things that they need to block under NetzDG in Germany um, under their TOS terms of service because uh, NetzDG being a criminal law you have recourse under criminal law and they don't want that right they want they want you to if you sue them sue them under uh, civil law where they will win by sheer uh, by just having more money and more lawyers which doesn't really work uh, in criminal proceedings uh, in a country like Germany that's you know that's a state pr prosecutor that's prosecuting you there it's not like um, lawyer versus lawyer right um, anyway so uh, that that was their answer uh, I've told them that uh, their answer does not answer any of my questions uh, and ask them for further comment uh, we will see I will keep you updated um, since I have an actual person there, uh, I presume uh, they will get back to me and uh, I will let you know. So, 
let's get right into the first crypto war topic here. Let's talk about the the German, Germany's new law or the renewed law on the protection of the constitution. Sounds amazing. Um, I'm a big fan of the Grundgesetz, the GG, good game, uh, the German constitution. Um, you know, I, I, I think it's uh, it's very important. Uh, and, and a law to protect that sounds good. But actually what this is, and I've talked about this before uh, in episode seven, and I refer you back to that um, if you're interested in, in the details. Um, it's basically um, what this law allows more of is basically the German state putting spyware on people's phones. And this is very far reaching. This is, um, I mean, they were already doing this with the internal intelligence service, um, but this is now also the police uh, being allowed to do this. This is also now in cases where, um, and this only has become clear since I did this last episode. Well, at least to me, um, I've read more analysis about this law and it seems to be um, in many cases just purely based on suspicion. Now that's generally not how these kinds of things in Germany work, right? We've had wiretaps, legal wiretaps for a long time. We had searches in, um, you know, your, your personal premises for a long time, but generally um, it works like this uh, in Germany. The, the police um, does an investigation they figure out a person um, they have, you know, not necessarily like proof that you could win a lawsuit with because then they, you know, uh, you know, a criminal case with because then they didn't wouldn't need to do this stuff. But they have strong evidence that somebody's involved in something nefarious, um, illegal activity. Then they go to a, you know, then they state they work with a state prosecutor, they go to a judge and they get a warrant um, either for a wiretap or for access to your living room or whatever, you know, your your house. And that's usually how it works. Uh, but that, that presumes that you have not only the suspicion, but um, some proof, um, not or, you know, not proof, but some evidence or circumstan circumstantial evidence um, it might be a connection, right? It might be that they that they investigating somebody um, they can prove was involved in a crime, and now um, they're targeting their associates, right? And they don't have anything specific on them yet. That's why they want the wiretap, or you know, ex, you know, they want the search warrant. But you know, they if they in that case prove to a judge, you know, and of, obviously I'm talking about all this, but I'm not a lawyer. Um, obviously, I mean, if you're watching this live on Twitch, you can see me right now, um, and I look more like a uh, police officer from Hawaii right now than uh, I don't think you'd think I'm a lawyer. But anyway, I'm not a lawyer. This is obviously not legal advice. This is a podcast on the internet. In case, in case you were confused about this, <laughs> um, but you know, this is how I see it. Um, and then they could, you know, they could go and say, well, these. Look, we we know we, we have proof that this guy's a criminal. He's associating with this person very this, this person very closely. We think they're involved, and then you know then can get a warrant or what, whatever. That's how it usually works. Um, but that's not what they want to do here now. Um, and this is for all intents and purposes pretty much also wiretaps and warrants. I'm gonna read out a, a good uh, a good bit of a blog or several bits from a blog post from a guy called Matthias Monroy, uh, who has a blog at. Uh, 
site36.net, digit.site.36.net. All the links are at privatecitizen.press in the show notes, of course, um, where, he, where he talks about this. But this is very interesting and ties into the EncroChat thing later because that, that was, that is, um, you know, that's, that's a, a, an instance where not the German police, but like uh, the French police and the Dutch police, they use these same techniques to gather information. And a German court has now said uh, that these are unadmiss uh, unadmissible in court because they violate uh, privacy and they violate the rights of the people that were surveilled. So in Germany, there's always a big, big um, focus on... It's not kind of like post-Patriot Act America, right, where you can go... Well, you know, just that we have a vague suspicion. Okay, at least a pen re register, right? We, at least we get a pen re register immediately. Like in Germany, you generally have to actually prove um, reasonable suspicion with these kinds of things. And um, the EncroChat ruling that I'm going to talk about later is actually uh, impacts on this as well. So these these two topics tied together. Um, uh, super user asks in Twitch chat, don't judges rubber stamp almost all these requests? Or is it really a procedure to suggest to the police to do the bare minimum? Um, I don't think they rubber stamp these at all. There's no rubber stamping going on. This is not how it works in Germany. A judge will look at these. Um, I mean, you can make a case that they're generally relatively friendly towards the police, but also it depends very much on the judge. Um, judges in Germany are very, very independent. Um, they don't take any shit from the police in general. Um, I mean, they will generally, um, you know, if you read, so I read blogs by lawyers, right? And criminal prosecutors and stuff like that. And lawyers generally agree that, you know, if, if, if you have a situation where it's like, um, uh, let's say you don't have any video, something happened and you have, um, you have the police as witnesses and you have the accused as witnesses. And, and, and it's word against word. The judges will generally believe the police in this case. Um, often, of course, because, you know, they're professionals, they're involved with this kind of thing. And you kind of have to assume a certain level of them being um, there to help the public, right, and being interested. And that's, of course, not true with every police person. And you said police man, police woman, uh, police furry, whatever. Um, but, um, you know... I mean, there there are biases, uh, but I don't think it's a it's a it's a rubber stamp process. Um, in any case, there are, I mean, there will be cases where judge just goes, yeah, of course. Um, I don't I don't really think it's so much of a case that um, it happens that often that they are denied, but it's like the police is aware, right? That it's a very high level of they only go for this kind of thing. Um, when, when they're very sure that they have enough evidence generally, because also you know you run into, I mean it's it's not like it's not that a big a country. Like if let's say you you're in Düsseldorf, right? You're the local police in Düsseldorf, and and you you are requesting a wiretap. There are like several judges at the court that look at these, right? You will if you if you keep just spamming those, the judges will will realize that and I think it can, it will come to a level where they don't take you seriously anymore and I think the police doesn't want that to happen either um, there are probably stats on that right for example the FISA secret codes in the US tracked how many were requests requests were approved and it was almost all of them um, yes there probably are I probably should do some research on that um, let me write that down 
let me write that down. Um, that's actually a good point. Uh, stats on wiretap approvals in Germany. I mean, the very you can't really compare this to FISA courts, right? The very existence of a FISA court is basically. I mean, I'm German, right? I'm from Germany. We're not perfect, as as we'll see later. Uh, our court system is not perfect, but like to me. Uh, the very existence of a Pfizer court just invalidates, pretty much invalidates democracy, right? You're not a free country under the rule of your law if you have secret courts, to me. That just, like, the very idea of the of a secret court is something I, w- I would place, like, with the Soviets, right? With Stalin. That's what comes to mind when you hear secret, secret court. You, you don't think, like, democracy. Um, at least you know that's that's my that's my personal opinion. Um, anyway, I'm gonna I'm gonna have a look. This is good feedback. See, this is why I like doing these live. Uh, it's really good feedback. I'm I'm gonna have a look, and and then there must be. I mean, we're an open. It's like an open system, right? There must be. I think they um, they obviously don't publicize this when they're asking for the wiretap, wire but there must be stats like at the end of the year. Um, the German justice system has, has stats about everything. Like Hamburg had a very good portal. When I was living in Hamburg. I was like just looking at crime statistics a lot. Um, just extremely interesting. Like what what part of the city has what crime rates, and what people actually think where the, where the crime is and where the crime actually is, or what the crime is. Like some um, the area where I lived uh, had had like a really high crime rate, but it was like a very like white collar area and i was like always i was always digging into this and i think it was mostly because like it was all these kinds of i mean if you have like complaints right like if somebody goes oh there's people having a loud party then that goes into the crime statistics and i basically then i figured out like the crime rate in that neighborhood i was in was so high because people always like what did they what did somebody tell me they call this in the uk curtain twitches like you know they were just like uh just complaining about anything to the police but there were like there were a lot of break-ins and car like car theft because it was a high income area but like not really like violent crime and like the 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 local the local like yellow press was always like ah it's so it's so crime ridden (laughs) it's as if like people were getting gunned down in the streets um actually where i lived there was one there actually one serious well if you if you don't consider car thefts or something, there was like a, a pizza delivery guy who was uh, robbed at gunpoint by by a guy. That was the most exciting thing. Well, and then once they found a dead guy in floating in the river, uh, which was a, a drug related thing, I think. Um, yeah, so this is this is interesting. Um, uh, I know from your mail host that forty three of out of eighty requests were ultimately found unlawful. Um, yeah, this is uh, the mailbox.org transparency report, right? I use mailbox.org. Um, that's that's true. And this is, all, but this is the, a different thing. Um, this is not. Um, I, I'll have to look into this, but I don't think this is the, this is not wiretaps, right? This is this is a request for user data. Um, I'm not even sure if these are court approved. And they lump everything together, so it's also like um, basically the intelligence services doing these kind of things. Um, so that's that's not the the the, the same thing. Um, I'm not sure, but I don't think I'm, I'm 
I'll have to look that up. Anyway, I'm going to look into this. This sounds like we have a, we have another show lined up. See, that's what I mean. I've just have I just have the to-do list just keeps getting longer and longer. Uh, I need more more people need to subscribe to this podcast. Um I'm going to tell you the details later on how you can support this show um or subscribe on Twitch or whatever uh, because then I can allocate more time and we can have more episodes. Because God, God knows we have the topics. Anyway, so let me read you. Um, so I was talking on episode 70. 70. Um, I was talking about this law, uh, about the, the lawful interception. And, you know, it was just about to be passed. Now, this has now happened. And this is a very good report from uh, Matthias Monroy on his blog. Um, I've, I've cut out, I cut out some interesting things that I want to read out. Because, you know, he, he puts it very well. Uh, why, why rehash it if he does it well? Um, on the 10th of June, the Bundestag, which is the German parliament, massively expanded the use of state Trojan horse programs. According to the bill, the domestic intelligence service, the, Verfassungs the Verfassungsschutz, um, will now also be allowed to penetrate foreign computer systems with the help of spy software. The bill to modernize the legal basis of the federal police, it's the name of the second bill, was also passed by the CDU, CSU and SPD against the ruling coalition, against the votes of the opposition. This would have allowed the federal police to infiltrate computers and mobile phones, just like the Office for the Protection of the Constitution, yeah, this this is a Verfassungsschutz. Um, just like the Office of, for the Protection of the Constitution, without the persons concerned having to have committed a crime. So this is the thing, right? They can do this now. Um, I think he, he words this a bit like it's not about the person having, having committed a crime. They don't have to prove reasonable... Um, like they don't have to bring reasonable evidence right they'll they'll go to the judge and say um oh, maybe they don't even have to get get it a warrant for this no I, I don't even know that um but like they don't they don't like they would say this guy has committed a crime right but they don't have to like prove it now like they don't have to have reasonable um reasonable facts where they go look this guy did this and that and um he was obviously close in the area when this crime was committed or something like that you know um, anyway, continuing here from uh, Matthias' uh, blog post. A week ago, the upper house, Bundesrat, overturned this new law for various reasons. So the next federal government will have to deal with it again. So we have an election in September, so it's, it's obviously it's going to take longer than that. Uh, the renewed Constitutional Protection Act, on the other hand, remains valid. So the, the whole Staatsrealer hacking thing remains valid. Um, now this second law... Which, which I didn't even talk about in episode 70, um, which basically allows the federal police to do these kind of things as well, has been held up. But um, the other law and, the, and other laws already specify that the local police, well, that's like, you know, the city, county, uh, federal state police, they can already do that. Uh, plus the all the intelligence service, so the the Verfassungsschutz, the Interior um, um, Intelligence Service, the BND, the Exterior uh, Intelligence Service, and the MAD, which is the uh, Military Intelligence Service. And I've explained that in episode seventy as well. I go into all these intelligence services. Um, they're technically more. So the Verfassungsschutz is like the federal office of the protection of the Constitution. They're also 16 different federal state offices so there's the 
North Rhine-Westphalia office for the protection of the constitution and the Hamburg one and all these. But, you know, um, I usually just lump them under Verfassungsschutz, even though, you know, they're, they're technically not the federal. Like, if you were f from the US, it'd be kind of like the FBI having local agencies in every state so like you know there'll be the fbi and then there'll be the which just doesn't really work in this instance because the f and fbi stands for federal but you know you'd have like so the fassungsschutz is the german fbi equivalent so you'd have like a federal fbi and then you have like a california fbi and a texas fbi but obviously they all work together anyway because you know the federal state offices aren't that big um the forced dumped intelligence office yeah um <laughs> super users referring to uh the uh, we had we had this thing going with some people you know we used to play games around a um you know people from a podcast i previously did geek news radio uh we used to we used to game and um we made up this forced i'm thinking in germany it's like the forestry office um and i'd like to make up that they also have an intelligence service <laughs> They're the, they're the most dangerous one because you've never heard of them before. You'd think they don't exist, but the first intelligence service is actually the, uh, the, the most dangerous of all of them. Um, but interestingly, um, so the second law, which stipulated that the, um, the federal, well, they, where they wanted to stipulate that the federal police can also do this, like, you know, spy on you with state Trojans, um, that got held up in the Bundesrat and for people who don't know how this works so in Germany we have the we have the Bundes uh, sorry no I know I'm getting <laughs> no, I'm getting it wrong uh, we have the Bundestag which is the parliament which is the thing you know about um, that's basically um, so we elect our representatives right you elect your local representative so I'm in Düsseldorf uh, and so I have uh, like the the voting a district of like I think Düsseldorf Mitte uh, I elect a guy and he goes he goes to the Bundestag and then they're all like you know they they propose laws uh, and then they vote on the laws and they hand these off to the Bundesrat which is basically we in Germany we also elect governments for the um, federal states right so we not not only do I elect a representative that goes for Düsseldorf um, to the to, to Berlin to the Bundestag. I also, well, the Bundesrat is also in Berlin. Is it? I think. Shit. Why don't I know this? I studied politics. I forgot this. Ah, this is, I think it's in Berlin. Uh, where is it? Yeah, in the, in the uh, former Prussian House of Lords uh, in Berlin. So these are just, so, so, um, so we elect like I elect, I also elect uh, representatives to the parliament of the federal state of North Rhine-Westphalia, which is in Düsseldorf, as it were, because we're the capital city of the federal state. And uh, those also then sent uh, representatives to the Bundestag, Bundesrat, sorry. I'm getting, I'm getting really confused here, confusing myself. It's like the second chamber, right? You know, it's like the House and the Senate. This is basically the Senate or in the... Um, that's why they meet in the House of Lords, the Prussian House of Lords, because, you know, in, in, in the UK, this was, would be the House of Lords. They're basically like just the second check. They're like just second level of people you elect that add a little bit of spice to the mix because the, the lender, the it's kind of like in the US a little bit where, you know, like they have all the different traditions. Saying, you know, California is different than Texas. Texas is different than New York. In Germany, 
um, it'd be like, you know, uh, Hamburg is different from Northern Australia, Northern Australia is different from Bavaria. So there's like these local things, and it's like a second check. And a law that is um, ratified by the Bundestag goes to the Bundesrat. Well, most of them do, not all of them. And then they need to get rat ratified there, and then they get handed over to the president. Um, so the chancellor, Angela Merkel, is head of the gov government, right, of the leading coalition in the Bundestag. Um, but there's also a president in Germany, kind of like our queen, um, who is largely representative. Uh, the only thing he or she does has been only men so far um, is, is just sign these laws. Um, and now since the what the Bundesrat has done here is turn the law back to the Bundestag. This happens sometimes where they go like, no, we don't want to ratify this. Uh, you need to rework this law. And that's what uh, Matthias says in his blog post right there. So the new government after the election will have to change this. It's interesting that it changed this law. It's interesting that this was a big focus on the press. And like the Spiegel in Germany, for example, and the Zeit, they went like, oh, no, um, law turned down. Uh, federal police can't spy. And the thing is, and that that's like kind of, it came across as good news. There's like, hey, they turned down the spying. But the actual fact is, now the federal police is the only agency in Germany that can't do this. The local police can do this. So if you're in the US, it'd be like... Um, we'll allow our government agencies to infiltrate your phone with spyware, right? But we won't allow the FBI to do it. The CIA can do it. The NSA can do it. Border Patrol can do it. Actually, that's the German, the, the Zoll. Um, the Zoll Amt, they can do this as well. Uh, Border Patrol can do it. Your local sheriff can do it. Um, the state police can do it. The highway patrol can do it. Just the FBI can't. That's pretty much what it is, right? So they're gonna, I mean, this gonna change this law anyway, and it's gonna it's gonna pass because it makes no sense to allow everybody to do this, and it's all like for the protection of the constitution, right? You allow everybody to do this, except the actual government office that is charged with the protection of. Oh no, actually they are allowed. Sorry, except the federal police for some reason. Like your local police can do it, but the federal, it's like. So in Germany, we have basically. Um, in a normal federal state, it's very complicated, I realize. I hadn't planned to explain all this, but I think I need to. Because if you're not in Germany, you probably don't understand this. So in Germany, we have three levels of police. We have local police, which is, I'm in Düsseldorf, um, which is a big city. So uh, it's a Düsseldorf, has Düsseldorf police, right? Uh, if I was like in a in a county, um, that would be like the county. Like if, if I was in a small village, right? The village wouldn't have that police. It would be like the county police, right? That's the local police. Um, and then you have the the Landespolizei. So you have the, the 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 federal state has their own police. Um, they're usually known as the LKA, the well, the, the most famous, the Landeskriminalamt, so the criminal police. They have their own criminal police, right? So not 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 as failure, for example. Um, so let's say. Um, I don't know if there's like somebody attacks somebody with a knife that would be like the local criminal police would investigate that right if there's murder it'll probably go to the lkr like or if several people get murdered like you know if it gets escalated up to the to the federal state level uh, in hamburg because it's a, such a small federal state uh, i found it very interesting the police headquarters was right next to where i lived 
uh, and I had actually had a tour there once and um, uh, they explained, or I knew this before, but they explained how this all works. And in Hamburg, the um, the LKA, the local police, uh, the, 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 the federal state police is in the same building as the local police. And there it is like they don't have a like the local city police for Hamburg doesn't have a like a murder, like a homicide desk. Um, if it's homicide, it immediately goes to the federal state police, which, you know, at the federal state and the city of Hamburg are essentially the same thing. Hamburg is like a city federal state, but it's like really, really interesting. So you have these levels and then also you have the federal police. That's like the Bundeskriminalamt, the BKA, and they are re like, so in Germany, um, the, the, um, the Verfassungsschutz, so that, that in intelligence agency that, that, Defend, defense the constitution is kind of like we have that and then we have the BKR which is like the criminal office for the federal police they're like different in the US they're the same thing right in the in the in the US it's the FBI the FBI is both an intelligence service as well as like a federal level um like crime fighting unit right they, if if you have like serial murders they call in the FBI right in Germany that would be the BKR if there's like somebody holding up a bank or something um, and they go to, uh, they flee through the like through the country, whatever. If it's like country level, um, you'd have to be a car. So you have these three levels, and all of these levels can now spy on you. Um, they they all can do that except the federal police, right? The big car. So the the actual normally you'd think, if you think about this logically, you'd think right those guys were the ones you would allow this to do this you wouldn't do the like the local police will not have like generally like you you'd, you'd not expect them to even have cases that would be so serious um that you'd go and like put a trojan on somebody's phone right you'd think you'd do that when somebody's like i don't know smuggling weapons or planning like a terrorism uh related thing or like you know there's like a group of people murdering going around murdering people right then you'd expect maybe okay if we if we do allow lawful interception if we do allow to put spyware on people's phones this this would be like the situations where you do that and they're all in the purview of the federal police right you don't have like the local Düsseldorf police investigating this right for example good example i come from duisburg it's a city just north of here um, it's about as big as Dusseldorf, but it's like considered a big, bit, bit smaller. It's a tiny bit smaller, and it's not the, the federal. Uh, it's not the the, the capital. Um, I don't know what it is with words. I don't have a grasp of language today, which is not good if you do a podcast. I, I apologize for that. Maybe this gin and tonic will help. Uh, anyway, so uh, there was a case there where. Um, Several gunmen a few years ago entered an Italian restaurant and killed like several people in there. When they came in, shot around, killed people. Right, this was pretty immediately deemed uh, a uh, organized crime-related thing, and they figured out. That th I think it was actually the um, was it the Sicilian mafia? I think it was the Sicilian mafia. And when something like this happens, it's like immediately like the federal police comes in, right? You got like you don't let the, the the local Duisburg police investigate shit, right? You, you'd have you get you get like your top whatever like you know organized crime fighting unit from the federal police, in. and this is what makes this whole situation so weird. 
um, that they allow everybody to do this except the federal police. Anyway, quoting further from uh, Matthias's, Matthias Monroy's blog, um, until now, only the police authorities and the Customs Investigation Service were allowed to use Trojan Horse programs for criminal prosecution. The Code, the code of Criminal Procedure, the STPO, uh, Strafprozessordnung, allows their use in Article 100B as a so-called online search, the pre prerequisite being a prior court order. The authorities can then access the entire computer of the target person, search the file system, and copy documents, photos, or videos. In the, in the case of state police forces, this in intervention must be permitted in the respective state police laws. So th those are different in separate federal states. Bavaria famously has a, has a very draconian one. In some lender, so that's a German term for federal state, this is already the case. Others are currently renewing their police laws accordingly. The Federal Crime Police Office, the BKA, also conducts online searches. According to the BKA law, this may also be done in cases of terrorism for so-called danger prevention. And um, to understand this, you need to kind of, it's, it's helpful to understand that like all of these laws, I don't know how it is in the countries where you are, but it's probably similar. I think it's similar in the US. Um, all of these laws were, were um, and I've, I haven't explained this previously, so this is probably a good thing to do this. I should have done this like in episode 70 or whatever, and maybe even in the Anchorchat episode, but like um, all of this like online searches and wiretapping is based on laws from the 60s. Right, so the wiretapping laws are about telephones, and they just um, interpreted these to mean yes, if you use IP, uh, right? If you if you use VoIP or something, you know, if you use if you use a messenger and you, you like you use WhatsApp and you use the phone call function, then intercepting that is also a wiretap, even though there's no wire and you're not tapping anything, right? Um, and the same thing with like when they when they started putting trojans on people's computers, this is based on the search warrant laws, right? Where they basically the German law protects your place of where you live, right? Your home. It protects your uh you you know, if you rent or if you own it doesn't matter, you're legally like this is my flat, right? The police can't come in there if I don't allow them unless they have a warrant. Um, and they just interpreted your phone and your computer as being part of your living room, basically. So that's how the law treats it, right? See, that, that's why you need a warrant, because if I need a warrant to come in here, it's like the police needs a warrant to come in here, search my office or my, my, you know, my room, um, then to search my computer, it doesn't really matter if the computer is in my room or in my car, wherever, the car basically get also your car gets treated as part of your um as part of your house basically in, in german or pretty much as far as i understand it and i'm not a lawyer of course uh but you know um so that's that's where all of this comes from and now this makes this this creates a very interesting situation um a very interesting conflict between what is a search and what is a wiretap which is what um that, that which is actually what Matthias uh, goes on uh, goes on to talk about here. Um, Super user says, do they actually 
state what the law is limited to what is the degree of crime for example is someone who watches child pornography going to be targeted or does it have to escalate to murder terrorism um you mean with the uh with the online searches and the wire i mean this is major major crimes yes but like um child and youth pornography is included um murderous uh i think attempted like of course anything like related to um undermining the constitution so that would be like you know uh, neo-nazi related hate speech terrorism um these kind of things but they have to be they don't state that in these laws but it's all like based on um they didn't actually change that in these laws i think i think it's pretty much based on the existing sdpo articles on what you need a warrant for or what you can even apply like what if if i want to search somebody's flat like you know what i even can and try to get that warrant for what kind of crime that has to be right so um for example it can't be like if we if we're talking drugs right um i think as far as i'm aware under german law it can't really be like if i'm let's say i'm growing uh marijuana for my own consumption um i don't think they can get a warrant to search my flat what they need to prove is that i'm distributing it or that i'm selling it to somebody basically because that makes it a higher level of crime whereas you know if i'm just growing mariana for my own um consumption it's not legal but it's not uh, right i don't even know if it's a crime or if it's just in german we have this word ordnungswidrigkeit which is i think is that a um oh god what's that in 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 american law This is, this is a term for it. Is it like a misdemeanor? I think it's a misdemeanor. Um, so it's not, you know, it's not, it, it usually doesn't involve jail time. It involves rather uh, fines or whatever. Um, so it, it has to ha has a have, have been serious crimes. And because like crimes and because they go, because this is based on, you know, uh, putting a Trojan on your computers based on getting a search. It's kind of for the same, for the same kind of crimes. Um, anyway, Matthias goes on. Um, allegedly, online searches are only actually carried out in very few cases. More common, however, is the use of so-called source telecommunication surveillance, Quellen TKÜ. This is what we talked about in that um, episode about the law previously, um, about these, you know, these law changes, which is regulated in criminal law in Article 100A STPO. It is only intended to monitor outgo ongoing communication on the user's device. That is, to take screenshots of chat histories or to enable the in interception of audio and video telephony. So what we're talking here is um, what we're talking about in the war and on crypto, right? The crypto wars, where basically, um, because they can't outlaw encryption, they want a way to read you know chat histories or listen to phone calls basically encrypted internet phone calls um, with the source tapping in principle the same trojan programs are used and this is the interesting part as i used for online searches therefore the permission according to article 100a and this is matthias's personal opinion i think um, article 100a sdpo is misleading because it is uh, because it otherwise regulates the well-known interception of communication on the wire the use of a state trojan on the other hand is a quote clandestine digital burglary of an it system as the cars computer club described it five years ago in a statement on the bkr law so basically what we're getting into here is um 
a traditional wiretap is you listening into somebody's communication. Now, you could say, okay, if it's sex communication, you're basically reading chat messages or you're reading email. Um, and the way they did this usually previously was to go to the internet service provider with a warrant and go, okay, we need these guy, this guy's internet traffic, right? Now, as nerds, as internet people, everybody listened to the show, we know we went, we got smart, we uh, encrypted this. Now, the service provider doesn't get, you can't get it off the wire and you can't get it off the service, so you can't really do a wiretap. So what they want to do is this legal interception where you're like trojaning the end user's device and you're taking the source, like the, you know, the, the chat before it gets encrypted and sent. Um, now, what they're, what they're doing, the goal of this is just to get the chats, but what, you know, the chat, the messages, whatever. Um, but what Matthias and the Chaos Computer Club are basically saying is what you're actually doing is you're trojaning the device, right? To get, to get this, to get so deep into the system that you can have access to the unencrypted data, you basically own the system, which means the problem here is that they could do a lot more. And that is a serious problem. Because if you are concerned with, let's say, I don't think that's a huge problem in Germany, but, you know, it could be. If you have, like, corrupt police, um, if, if they have access to your phone to, like, well, you, let's say your computer, right, to spy on your emails or whatever, your encrypted emails, right, to, to no, not spy, but, you know, to wiretap those, right? They could just put child porn on your computer. They have that right, right? They have their access to the system, and then they um, bust you, and then you can't prove that you didn't put it on there. So that's a big problem. So the problem is a, a court might order a wiretap, but they actually with this with with this law, they're giving the the police not only uh, the ability to wiretap, but to basically own the complete system. And I think the argument a little bit from the Cast Computer Club, and I'm completely on board with this, is that a lot of the people making these laws and presumably also some of the judges presumably don't understand this, right? They don't understand this, uh, how this works because it's technology uh, and technology is hard. Um, yeah, so SuperUser says Australia apparently has a law that would mandates a backdoor. I mean, we talked about this. I talked about, you know, crypto wars a lot. That was the original idea that that is what they wanted to do, the clipper chip, um, you know, and if you're interested in that, um, if you go to the show notes, privatecitizen.press, um, oh, I'm just playing around with my recording software here. That's probably not a good idea. <laughs> if you go to privatecitizen.press, uh, there are tags at the top, right? And if you click on Crypto Wars, you'll get a list of episodes um, where I talked about this previously, and I kind of explained this and explained this whole situation. Um, so basically, because they couldn't do that, there was too much resistance in Germany, they they went the same way they went. They're, they're going in other countries, um, you know, like in the US, basically, where there's also a lot of resistance against building backdoors because they, into these systems because they have the EFF and stuff like that. Um, now they're just going to this, to this kind of thing where they basically uh, do source interception, right? They want to own your system. And for some reason, this is more acceptable to people. Um, I don't really know why, but... I mean, they're essentially hacking your system. It's, I think people don't understand um, how this works. Um, 
Uh, Superuser has another question. Sorry when you say they can't track you through your ISP. No, basically, um, what they, they went to the service provider. I'm not specifically talking the ISP, to the ISP, right? So if you were... Um, if you were like a few years ago, organized crime people were using like a messenger, um, and we were were like planning their crimes with that. Then that was just TLS encrypted, right from their device to the server to that to another device. So you could go to the service provider, um, the guy who runs the messenger service, could go to them and with a, you know, with a request or a warrant or whatever, and go like, give us that. Those ch that chat information, but now that we have end-to-end -end encryption, you can't do that anymore. So your only chances are build a backdoor into the encryption system, or do this on the end device, the end user's device, and get the content before or after it's it decrypted by the device to show to the user. Um, Matthias goes on. So he, he talks about the Cars Computer Club basically saying that this is clandestine digital burglary of an IT system. The federal Supreme Court, high court in the land, had already formulated it exactly the same way in 2006. First, the third, third Senate of that court ruled that the online search of an accused person without his, his knowledge, his or her knowledge, was considered to be covered by Section 102 of the Code of Criminal Procedure. The section regulates house and flat searches. The first Senate subsequently overturned the assessment since an open search is carried out in the presence of the person concerned or, or witnesses, but an online search is carried out without their knowledge, which is a very important thing. You know, I'm a journalist. I think about these things. I work from home now, right? I don't have the protection of some editorial office where the police will think twice. Right? They could think I'm doing something here and I'll get a warrant and turn up at my door. This is why next to my door, I have the numbers um, of the uh, germ of the Dusseldorf um, Chamber of uh, Attorneys. Right? I have this little sticker on my computer screen um, and I have it next to my door uh, because what you do is when the police turns up and wants to search... You, you know, with a warrant and wants to, to search your um, your premises, you go, okay, um, warrant seems to be in order. I will now call my lawyer or I will call a lawyer and get a lawyer. Um, and then the lawyer um, supervises their search, right? Which means they need to hold the search. Um, I think in some cases when they think... Uh, Periculum and mora, uh, you know, there's danger and delay, then they actually can do it. But generally, they'll have to wait uh, till your lawyer turns up. Um, I mean, you won't be able to go back into your room or wherever, you know, into your flat because obviously you're, you're not allowed to mess with anything. But you'll stay with the police and they'll stay, everybody stays outside the flat basically uh, until the lawyer turns up. And then you just, you know, have the lawyer accompany the police. Um, you know, just to make sure that they don't plan anything or something like this, which is very important. Um, so, so this is basically why the court said, "Hey, you can't, you can't do this." And I took this sticker off my, uh, off my screen, and now it's crooked. I have to put it on straight again, otherwise it'll drive me insane. Um, anyway, so uh, that that's very interesting. Um. But um, yeah, it it seems like they, this ruling, um, the, the government once again disregarded what the uh, 
what the Supreme Court said in a, in a previous ruling and it's just going, no, 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 we are passing laws uh, and we're doing this anyway. Um, now this kind of now now we get into the speculation phase where I go like this is what I think about this right this kind of makes me think it looks awfully I'm, I'm not saying this is premeditated but it looks awfully like like the state is is currently trying to incentivize its citizens to put everything on their mobile phone right we're talking medical data immunity passports. Uh, all the communications, location data, financial data, taxes, right? They try to get you to do your taxes with the computer, with the phone, your insurance, your IT documents. They, everybody wants you to put everything on your phone, right? And they're trying to like incentivize in air quotes, like basically force you. I mean, we talked about this on the show often, mostly concerning with, you know, COVID related stuff recently, but you know, the war on cash, the same thing, right? everybody tries to force you to do everything over your phone and then they, and then they go and like basically nullify or like really reduce your protections of those devices where they go hey we don't even need like suspicion that somebody's involved in a crime we can just go and like put a trojan on your phone and this i don't know i don't know about you but maybe i'm paranoid but this looks to me like they're basically setting up fishing expeditions, and it's not. I'm not the only one, right? You can you can talk to people from the Cars Computer Club. Um, I mean, there's there's stuff like this happening in the in the US. That is, it's not like it's only Germany. That's another thing, right? I live in Germany, so I report on this because I'm close to this. But this happens all over the world. I guarantee you. I don't know where you live, but it's probably moves afoot to move in this direction if if it hasn't already. I mean, if you if you're listening from China all bets are off and you're like <laughs> look at those guys look at those guys in Germany why isn't he happy he's got all these freedoms um, that they're, they're trying it just looks like it it's, uh, I don't know it to me it looks like that and it's all conveniently all located in one area in, 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 in one space where then the state can hang and then they're making laws that makes it easier for them you know, and and remember, we had a show. This was what was this episode uh, forty-one, the Great Privacy Reset, um, where I basically said this is happening. This is this is what people are doing. And then at that point, that it was like the uh, World Econ Economic Forum talking very openly about these plans. Um, now I don't think they're the only ones. I think everybody um, is pushing us, as in the private citizens, in this direction, right? There are now stores in Germany where you can't pay uh, with cash anymore. I used to think that wasn't legal. Apparently, it is legal. It's completely legal because it's a it's a contract. They can do whatever you want. I mean, you don't have to frequent that store, right? And that's how they justify these things. They're like, hey, it's an option. You know, you don't have to you don't have to drink your coffee at that store, right? Um, and it, it was the same thing with the with the with the COVID with the vaccines. Yeah, that store can they can say you can only go in there if you're vaccinated, but that's okay. It's a choice. You don't have to go in there. But the thing is, yeah, it's a choice right now. But at some point, it's not a choice anymore. If everybody does it, it's not a choice anymore. And I'm just one of the guys who who sees the writing on the wall. I see the problem now. Nobody else does, right? <laughs> I talked I talk about this 
um, routinely with my wife where where we're you know she's a she's a lot more normal person than me i would say she's relatively nerdy in some respects but you know with something like this she's like yeah i just i just use you know i just i just use my credit card who cares and i'm like no look this is the, this is going to lead to this down the road we, we won't have cash anymore and then they can track everything and she's and to her credit like that's why she's still married to me i think um she goes like yeah actually i don't think you're paranoid i think you you know sometimes she has a bit paranoid probably but like you know you have a point she, she thinks about these things and most people most people when i tell them this kind of thing like friends or just acquaintances they just go yeah he's a they probably go he's he's a conspiracy theorist he's like nuts um but you know i think if you're listening to the show you're probably more on my side of the argument i mean we i think we're the guys we talk about this last last episode we're the guys who are seeing the writing on the wall we need to do something about this um and uh just 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 to give you an example right people are saying this is kind of a conspiracy theory that this is happening Speaking of conspiracy theories, you might remember about a year ago, um, I you know, started talking about the last COVID-2 uh, outbreak epidemic on the show. And uh, I didn't really want to um, want to speculate much back then, so I don't think I discussed this a lot, but I think I at least mentioned it, um, that I thought it was a somewhat plausible theory um, that this virus originated in Wuhan, right, in their uh, level four bsl4 lab there and um everybody was like oh this is a this is crazy it's a conspiracy theory it's like trump supporters this is this is crazy right a little bit of a year later it's now on the bbc uh you know biden has like a commission where they're where they're researching this stuff they have intelligence reports um it's seriously discussed in a nature article links are in the show notes um, I'm just saying, right? Just because something is a conspiracy theory doesn't mean it's not true. There are conspiracies. Um, you know, you you might want to look up the Glomar Explorer. Um, you 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 might want to look up what the Soviets did when Chernobyl uh, exploded. Um, right? There are cons- there are gov- you you might want to look up Nixon. <laughs> <laughs> there are conspiracies sometimes, and sometimes some, maybe it's not even a conspiracy. So I don't think this this privacy reset is a conspiracy. I don't think there's like a shadowy cabal orchestrating this, right? I think it's a it's a move in society. It benefits certain people, uh, and I think a lot of these people have a lot of power to steer our lives, and so they steer it in that direction. And there's just not enough people seeing the dangers. So I don't think there's, you know, there's a conspiracy. I mean, a little bit of it but might be a conspiracy. Like, if you're seeing something like this, um, maybe the conspiracy in this case is that, that like, the state uh, and the, the intelligence services and the security apparatus goes, okay, everybody's putting their stuff on their phones. That's just the thing that happens. They put all their stuff on their phones. That just happens in society right now. We can see this. How can we take advantage of this? We need laws to get into these phones. Right? And I don't know if that's a conspiracy or if that's just common sense. Another consp- another huge conspiracy theory 
where pretty much everybody listening to this podcast, I guess, knew it was happening. Everybody else was like, ha, that's a conspiracy theory. You know, it was like uh, the, the, uh, the U.S. intelligence services basically spying on everything that happens on the Internet. And suddenly a guy called Edward Snowden comes along and it's not a conspiracy theory anymore. Um, yeah, isn't it, isn't it funny how that goes? Um, Superior says, I don't see this as a conspiracy because they're very open about it. Yeah, that's the thing about the great privacy reset, or the great reset, as they call it. So they're just out, out there. <laughs> um, think it's more if they think it's more efficient they can limit tax avoidance and it's private in air quotes because only the card company and your bank can see it of course we know it's not true and mastercard or some crypto miner rakes in the fees yeah also it's like that's always the argument right it's like only that company can see it yeah but they sell it to other companies and then the company gets bought right or i mean i did a very early episode let me look let me look this up which episode was this a very it's one of my uh, actually most listen to episodes um i think was the episode on, on this credit card analysis like this middleware company called played um the episode is called the happy plumbers who know everything about you uh episode 20 and this is great i had noticed this episode 20 from the 20th of may 2020 <laughs> a lot of 20s um yeah this is like just like some random fintech company and they like just by virtue of doing something nobody else was doing they got like in the middle and now they see everything and they know everything about you like if you're in the US um, and then they got bought by well they didn't get bought by Visa that got cancelled because suddenly people were getting you know the the the, the antitrust people always were, were getting involved as well um, it was like then they get bought by Visa and suddenly you can tie all of this together and I mean I'm going to do an episode about this I think I mentioned this before um, we have to do an episode on the social scoring system in China, which is relatively hard to research. There's not that much good information on it, um, but that's where it's going, right? We're going to a point where, I mean, here it wouldn't be the government directly. I mean, in China, I think it's some of it is the same way right now. It's like you have private companies, and but there's a database somewhere, and they're just pooling it. And suddenly it's like, yeah, we know everything about you. We know about your taxes, about your insurance. We know We know everything. Uh, you're not getting a credit because of this. Uh, because, you know, you got caught smoking weed and that's illegal or like you'd crashed your car. Um, so now you can't leave the country. <laughs> you're, not, you're not getting the COVID vaccination because like your your social score is not high enough. Um, yeah, but that's a conspiracy theory again. <laughs> um, so let's move on. Let's move on from this to another story, which is uh, which is positive, actually. Uh, a little bit, well, at least initially, and uh, but will shine more light on how this, um, like how this lawful interception works, and you know that there are why there are restrictions about this in in, in laws, and it's not only in German laws. We'll we'll get to know that it's pretty much uh, similar in the UK. Um, but so anyway, let's get to this uh, second story. <laughs> So back in episode 32, I talked about the EncroChat hack, uh, which was basically just an explanation, well, a, a good example of how you do this kind of thing, right? You, we have end-to-end -end encryption, now we have end-to-end -end encrypted messengers. So what do you do? If you're like the state, if you're the police, you want to get in there, what do you do? Um, you put either you do what what is proposed here, what we've been talking about. You put Trojans 
um, on people's phones, or you even go one step further, you own the service provider infrastructure, which you know also involves kind of like hacking people's phones. But like if if you this was kind of like a supply chain attack, right? They attacked the um, the service that control everything, so then you can push like malicious updates to the phones and everything. Um, so basically, this was like a coordinated European um, police uh, organization. Um, like, you know, lots of um, European police officers uh, coordinating this. Uh, and basically, they figured out there was this company called EncroChat that sold like these crypto phones, right? Encrypted messengers on phones prepared like special hardware. And they basically figured out that these were only used by organized crime. Which is legit. I mean, in this case, I think they're pretty pretty clear about that. It was like organized crime people selling it. It was relatively expensive. They targeted, you know, their friends in crime. Um, so I think they're I think they're they're relatively um, they're right about that. But you know, that's really not an argument because I mean, a journalist could have gotten hold of one of these phones, and you know, you're intercepting their communications. Um, but it's kind of like the cyberbunker story that I also talked about where it's like they really seem to be only hosting like crime related stuff um but it, it was a good good example of how you own like um such a, um such an operation um now interesting uh they are now you know they obviously they collected a lot of information about organized crime and they're now in the process of like um you know indicting people and and searching premises and stuff like that and um so i have a story here uh this is on computer weekly um where they talk about this and i'm gonna gonna read some of the story um links of course always in the show notes private citizen press sorry my nose is a little bit blocked the allergies uh maybe gin tonic helps mm. it's also why my voice is getting rough but you know about this already. I talk about this a lot when summer comes to the show. Anyway, um, Computer Weekly says, messages intercepted by French police during a sophisticated hacking operation into the encrypted phone network EncroChat cannot be used in evidence a German court has found. The Berlin Regional Court ruled that data obtained in a joint operation by French by the French and the Dutch to harvest millions of text messages from EncroChat users was in breach of German law. The Berlin public prosecutor said in an announcement on Twitter that it would appeal against the decision. The, prosec the prosecutor said the decision in Berlin was in contrast to all previous decisions by higher regional courts in Germany which have accepted EncroChat evidence. Which doesn't mean anything, right? Maybe they, this was the first judge who knew what was going on. Um, if the Berlin's Berlin court's decision is upheld, which, you know, they can appeal, obviously. Um, the trials of hundreds of suspects in Germany accused of drug trafficking could be thrown into doubt. And I think this will get escalated. Um, I don't think this is a case. I don't know if it's a case for the Supreme Court. Or there's, like, another court. Um, sorry, so, so the Supreme Court is um, das Bundesverfassungsgericht, the Constitutional Court. And there's also uh, the Bundesgerichtshof, which kind of deals with, like, more of like organizational things like i don't know if this is a case where it's like primarily about the civil rights of the uh people who were indicted or if it's more about like you know the the police um anyway it'll, it'll probably get up to one of these courts and then they'll have like you know the last instance they'll have to decide 
Um, the decision on the 1st of July 2021 came as courts in the UK, France and the Netherlands faced similar legal challenges over the admissibility of evidence from the EncroChat phone network, which UK police claim was almost entirely used by organized crime groups. Defense lawyer Oliver Wallach told Computer Weekly that the case was quote, of the utmost importance, end quote, in upholding the privacy rights of German citizens. He said the Berlin, Berlin decision, quote, shows that substantial human rights and procedural safeguards are in place, even though police and prosecution would like to focus only on getting potential cri criminals behind bars, end quote. The court released the... The, the court released a defendant accused of 16 counts of drug trafficking after finding that the only evidence against him consisted of messages intercepted by the French police from an EncroChat encrypted phone. Now, I personally think they should release that guy because, I mean, the police obviously didn't do their job, right? They knew this guy was... They had, like, his fucking phone messages. How hard is it to catch that guy? Like, seriously, I'm not a, I'm not a policeman, but how... Like, I watch, I watch a lot of Bosch, right? <laughs> So how hard, and Columbo, how hard is it to fucking catch that guy in the act? You've got this fucking phone that he plans everything on. Like, how lazy were these guys? The court said the use of data from EncoChat users on German territory without any concrete grounds of suspicion against the individuals affected was a breach of German law. Well, this was, of course, before they changed all the laws regarding this. This could have changed. No, I don't know. Um, continuing from the story. Even if the interception operation was legal under French law, the use of the data in German criminal proceedings was not justified, said regional court judge Berend Reinhardt. Quote, the regional court considers that the surveillance of 30,000 anchor chat users to be considers that the surveillance of 30,000 EncroChat uses to be incompatible with the principle of, of proportionality in the strict sense. This means that the measures were unlawful, Reinhardt wrote in a 22-page judgment. The court found that the French had not provided information on how they had intercepted data from the EncroChat handsets and that French authorities were unwilling to provide further information. No, no, we will not tell you. This is more Russian. This <laughs> more Russian than French. Um, so basically, uh, um, that that proportionality thing is is big. You know, that's an um, important thing in these kind of situations where, like, the the, the courts always have to decide. Um, you know, there might be reasons. That, well, there are reasons for invasion of privacy. That's the same with like the. The warrant, right? That's what a warrant is. Basically, a, a court allows the police to invade your privacy for certain reasons, but it has to be proportional. That's the whole thing. Like, you know, you have to basically be selling marijuana for them to, to, to get into your flat, right? If you just have one plant and you're smoking a joint every month, that's like like to, to infringe your basic rights to be left alone and to not be like, hounded by the police because of that is just like that's considered not proportional and they're basically saying here it's the same thing just spying like even if you say they're all criminals you don't know that you can't prove that otherwise they'll all be in jail uh, so so you're just saying they're all criminals and like to spy on 30,000 people because you're saying they're all criminals it's just you know it's just not some of them might be but it's just not proportional Anyway, the story continues. Grounds for suspicion did not exist when the EIO was ordered 
and implement it. I don't even what's EIO. I actually didn't look that up. Uh, European investigation order. Okay, that was like the you know EU level police thing. Um, when the EIO was ordered and implemented according to the judgment. Under EU law, member states are required to notify the German authorities before intercepting telecommunications of people on German ter territory. This includes providing all the necessary information, including a description of the interception operation, to assess whether the inception... Uh, the interception would be in the inception. The interception would be authorized under German law, and whether the material can be used in legal proceedings. Judge Reinhardt said, quote, "According to the information that has become known so far, it is to be assumed that there was no such request by the French state and no review by the competent German authority in this case. There was no concrete suspicion that criminal offenses had been carried out by the use of EncroChat phones targeted." The court found end quote so with other with so what he's saying is basically in germany if you want to spy on these people um you need to you know have a suspicion at least that they're doing something illegal you can't just go hey they're all criminals they're using this network that some criminal invented you have to go no 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 the guy we're spying on um we suspect him or her of doing this probably him uh, or having done that and then you can't just spy on 30,000 people because you need a reason for all of them, for, for everyone, basically. Um, now, that's good news. Uh, what I don't know is uh, what this means because, you know, these other laws we just talked about seem to think uh, or th seem to tell us that you can now actually do this without suspicion. Although I think the the um, like the proportionality rule would still come into effect, right? This This like putting a Trojan on your phone is like based on they don't really need suspicion, but that's like for single people. I can't just, I don't think even then they can just do it to 30,000 people. Or I would think. Now, interestingly, the police obviously doesn't care about the Berlin Regional Court. Uh, because we have a Reuters story that says, German police have arrested, this is from, wait, let me look this up. When's the story from? Uh, from 6th of July. So that was uh, today. The story from today, from this morning, actually. Um, German police have arrested more than 750 people and seized a large haul of weapons and drugs after infiltrating a communication service used by the criminals, authorities say on Tuesday. So this is EncroChat, man. Federal Criminal Office, BKA, said the arrests were made possible by police cracking the encryption used by the EncroChat service, which offered a secure mobile phone uh, instant messaging service that was used by criminals. Now, uh, you know me, I'm a critical journalist, right? Um, interestingly, <laughs> this Reuters story neglects to mention uh, this uh, Berlin uh, court decision, which was on the 1st of July, which was, uh, that was like, uh, today's Tuesday, it was on Thursday. That was last week, so somebody didn't do their research. I mean, I would have put that in the story, because, I mean, this has... If this is upheld, and I mean, you have to think, I mean, this this will take years, right? It'll escalate it to the next court. But like this could potentially, as far as I understand, be escalated to a, you know, a federal level court. And then uh, if they, if they side with the, with the Berlin court, uh, then this, all of the state is inadmissible. Then all of these 750 people, um, they, they just arrested, they'll have to let them go. 
um, and probably even like you know be open to counter suits or whatever um, because presumably I mean I don't know I don't know how this works but I, I would be making the case that they arrested me after a court had said that this is not admissible like and even if they had then found drugs and weapons or whatever it doesn't matter it's like you know fruit from a tainted tree right you can't you can't bring that you can't bring that case because uh, the you know the, the the original tip came from unadmissible evidence anyway this is uh, very interesting I think I'm gonna have to keep an eye on that um, as always uh, lots to follow up here at a later date um, this will probably stick with us for years here in Germany and possibly on this show while well, this this goes back and forth um we'll have to see what happens if there's you know there's an election later in the year many elections actually this year in germany what will happen um, there might be a change in government um the greens could be in, come into government which would be interesting because i have no idea what they're going to do um if they're actually more pro civil rights um some of their members of parliament are uh, i don't think the party in itself is Uh, but maybe the FDP, the, the you know the the um, the libertarian or liberal party, basically is, is going to become stronger again. Uh, maybe that will have an impact. They they seem to be concerned with civil rights. At least they're talking about it. Um, they were basically the only party talking about this kind of thing when you know they changed the Infektionsschutzgesetz and did all like the COVID restrictions. So I think it'll it'll stay interesting. Um, I'll stay on this topic. Anyway, let's uh, start wrapping up this show. But before we go, um, let's talk about some feedback I've got from uh, fellow listeners of the show and uh, the producers, because they're sending in feedback, so they're producers. So first, um, we had an email where I, I didn't really... I didn't really understand where I got this from, uh, who this was, uh, but helpfully they provided links. So this is in reference to episode 76, uh, the previous episode where we talked a lot about porn. And if you're wondering, I'm just uh, applying some eye drops uh, while I continue waffling here uh, live on the show because my allergies are killing me. Ah. So hopefully... I'll have to move my uh, microphone here a little bit. Hopefully it'll help. Ah. Anyway, um, so I got this email from, uh, I think this is Sean. Sean and Sile Citizen. And I was like, what the fuck? But uh, they provided a link to a Wikipedia entry, uh, which is called John Q. Public. And this is basically the uh, Joe Shimo, Joe Blogs uh, thing. Right, the international thing where you go like random citizen. Uh, in Germany, uh, that would be Max Mustermann. Um, or Marie, is it Maria Mustermann? Musterfrau? I don't know. Uh, but, you know, so uh, apparently that is the uh, the Irish version. Um, it actually mentions, uh, you know, United Kingdom, it's Georgian public. Um in Australia, New Zealand, Joe or Jane Citizen. And then it's uh, in Ireland, Joe Soap is used as a generic reference to a male. Also, Sean and Sile Citizen. Hmm. So uh, I guess we have a, we have a, a, 
anonymous citizen from Ireland. Anyway, they say um, Pornhub isn't just for pornography. We'll link that's in the show notes. Beware this link goes to Pornhub. Um, if you don't want to click on it, uh, it goes to a video called Linux Time Saving Tip. Use bash aliases for commands. And no, it's it's no scantily clad ladies. Well, I can't like on Twitch go to this video because uh, there'll be like ads with ladies around um, around that. And then there'll be like, you know, it'll be a toss violation. But uh, the video itself is completely clean. It's just the Linux tech tip. Uh, apparently those are on Pornhub as well. I haven't come across those yet. Um, but I think that's pretty that's pretty cool. Um, that's kind of like uh, it's a good combination, right? You got your Linux Linux command line tips. You got your porn right next to each other. Uh, you know, you do some you do some server admin, do some wanking. I think it's cool. You know, why not? And who who knew that was on Pornhub? So thanks for that tip, uh, Sean, and Sile uh, Citizen. Um, speaking of porn, uh, producer Yevgeny Guznetsov also wrote in uh, from Russia with reference to the uh, previous episode. And he says, uh, reprotecting children from, quote, harmful information, be, be it porn or anything else. Having become a father recently, I've been giving this topic a lot of thought and came to a conclusion that it that, and came to a conclusion that it's all a bad idea to start with. We can't shield a child from all the hurtful, false, and bogus information for 18 years and then suddenly expect them to be able to tell good information from bad and make their own choices when they become an adult. Can we? We, and I mean parents first and foremost, have to show our children all kinds of things and teach them, teach them to make their own choices so that they can be adults when they grow up. If, on the other hand, we don't want adults but instead want obedient servants that follow orders and let authorities decide everything for them, then yes, we need to be only showing children what we think is suitable for them and let the idea of, quote, there are people that decide what's good for me and these people are always right, end quote, sink in properly while they're kids. <laughs> that was obviously uh, a bit of sarcasm there, I think. Uh, but yeah, I think, uh, Yevgeny, that is an awesome attitude. Um, I wish more parents were like you, somebody who doesn't have kids and who only watches parents from the outside, so to speak. Um, I'd almost given up um, that there actually are parents that are that sensible. And I think it's great. I think we need more parents like Evgeny. And they're probably out there. You just don't hear from too much. You just only hear from the helicopter parents and the crazies. Like always, you always hear from the crazies. I think that's a, that's a great attitude. It's pretty cool. Um, Yevgeny also gave us an update. Um, he's been updating us recently about the vaccine situation there in Russia. And Yevgeny says, uh, about the AstraZeneca vaccine not being recognized. I already told you how you need a QR code that links, so this is in Russia, that links to a record of your vaccination to go to a restaurant. Of course, those records can only be of vaccinations with uh, of vaccination with vaccines approved for use in Russia, the 3.5 Russian vaccines we have. Pfizer is not recognized. AZ is not recognized. Neither Johnson Johnsons and Chinese ones. For all intents and purposes, you are either vaccinated with the Russian vaccine or not vaccinated at all. 
let's just think that it, like vaccination all of a sudden is like a national um it's like yeah, it's like vaccination nationalism now it's so weird um Yevgeny says this has a funny consequence there's more and more talk among general among the general public that the whole deal of with COVID-19 and the vaccination is a hoax because the actions of the authorities are obviously not about protecting the population with vaccinations as soon as possible, but that they likely have other motivations. Yeah, I mean, how can you how can you like object to that? I mean, it's this whole thing. I mean, I've saying I've been saying this from the beginning. <laughs> obviously, it doesn't like lots of these measures and lots of it hasn't made sense from the very beginning but it's just getting it's just getting worse uh, this is just ridiculous i mean this is the this is the peak ridiculousness for me right now right you have people that you've like for whatever reason like you've scared them into getting vaccinated they just got vaccinated because they felt it was sensible you know or whatever right you have people that are now vaccinated you have what you wanted and now you're going like no they have the wrong vaccine, right? In the US, it's like AstraZeneca because it's not FDA um, approved. It's not FDA approved because of side effects. It works. Like even the FDA doesn't, like nobody, the FDA, the WHO, Lord Fauci, nobody doubts that the vaccine works. Right, it was it was not approved because it was the side effects were deemed so dangerous, too dangerous. But if you're already vaccinated, who cares? Why are you now not officially protected? Like, why can't you go to the Springsteen concert? What the fuck? Actually, the Springsteen concert's been bugging me because I like Springsteen so much, right? And uh, it's just like it's 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 such irony that Bruce Springsteen, who stood for rock and roll, right? Rock and roll once stood for like being a rebel being an outsider in society not doing what they tell you fighting the man that was what rock and roll was about now rock and roll is about enforcing that people are are, are, are um, do what the man tells them are reasonable get their vaccination right that's that's what Springsteen is doing indirectly when you have to be vaccinated to come to his concert. I mean, there are reasons for this. I mean, there, there, there are reasons you can say that. I mean, there are laws, there are regulations, whatever. But in, I don't care. In, in, with the end result is that. The end result is that punk and rock and roll are now about, like, doing what they tell you. <laughs> you know, fuck you, do what they tell you. It's the new Rage Against the Machine mantra. Um, I just find that... I don't know. If it wasn't so uh, sad, it would be hilarious. Now, the only people uh, who are rebelling against this is like, are like, you know, country singers and Van Morrison. <laughs> Van Morrison's the, the only lev rebel left. You know, uh, a, a small, bald jazz singer. <laughs> But having said that, I'm looking forward to concert. I, uh, concerts. I just got tickets for the, the Toten Hosen next year in Düsseldorf. I just got tickets for Sabaton in Hamburg. Um, I'm finally going to go to Sabaton with, with my mom in Cologne. We've been uh, wanting to go there uh, for quite a while. My mom's over 70. Uh, and I recently got her into uh, Sabaton. 
well recently a few years ago and we wanted to go to a concert we had tickets and then it was in the winter and she got like really sick and couldn't go and I had to go alone uh, and now we're, we're we're doing this we're doing this uh, at least Sabaton never had the uh, you know the, the the lofty goal of being rebels against society they're, they're just like singing about tanks and that's it um, I can respect that anyway that's all the feedback we have for the show I thought that was great thank you Evgeny and thank you uh, uh, was it Sean <laughs> Sean Citizen and uh yeah let's 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 uh let's wrap this up uh, i want to tell you um how you can make sure that this uh, show stays on the air man my allergies are hitting me hard today um, yeah, so uh, as I said earlier, I've got lots of topics. I would love to do more shows. I'm, I've committed to do one a week, uh, even though I'll take a hiatus soon here. But, you know, I'll be back and I'll make it up to you. I'll get you extra shows. But if you want more shows, uh, there's a way to do this. This show is produced under the value for value model, which means you get it for free. Um, and then if you see value, you determine what that is and you give it back. You can either become a patron on patreon link is in the show notes private citizen.press you can send one of uh contributions via paypal produces at fab.industries all the details are in the show notes and you know i'm since i'm a freelancer and i kind of have to uh I'm, I'm organizing my own workload but I'm, I'm trying to like put food on the table as well um you know if if, if enough people support the show if more people support the show i can do more for it and uh, of course i'll do more episodes um and we have lots of topics as you know as you've seen on this show i like interacting with you be it in twitch chat or you know sending me feedback uh, of course there's a link in the show notes private citizen.press contact link up the top there's all the details on it please get in contact let me know let me know what you think let me know where i'm wrong give me other feedback give me ideas as you can see i i, I like show ideas so i've got one already this show where you know I need to uh, research uh, these wiretap approvals and um, how many get approved and how many get turned down and all this kind of st stuff. It's amazing. I love that. I love that if people give me uh, input like that and ideas. So, uh, yeah, please do that. Uh, and please help out. And I would like to thank those people who did because, you know, credit where credit's due. So for this episode, uh, the people that made it possible are... Georges, Steve Hose, Butterbeans, Jonathan M. Heavy, Michael Mullen Jensen, Dave, Dave, 1i11g, Jackie Plage, Michael Small, Vlad, Flip Klostermann, Jaroslav Lichtblau, IKN, Kai Sears, Bennett Piata, Fadi Mansur, Joe Posel, Dirk Didi, Larry Glock, David Potter, Matt Jalliman, Mode 7, Mika, Martin, Sandman 616. Uh, wait, did I leave? Did I skip a line? Anyway, I'm gonna I'm gonna start at IKN, IKN again because I don't know if I skipped the line. Damn it, this never happened to me before. Um, IKN, Kai Sears, Bennett Piata, Fadi Mansour, Joe Pozo, Dirk Didi, Larry Glock, David Potter, Matt Jalliman, Mode 7, Mika, Martin, Sentman 616, Mr. Ramish, Avis, Dave Amrish, Rodain the Insane, Rizal, Drive Zero, Ricky M, Barry Williams, Jonathan Edwards, 
Captain Naked, Cam, D, RJ Tracy, Ezekiel 017, Rick Brank, Robert Forster, Super User, and No Reply. Thanks to all of you. The Super User was in Twitch chat today. I'm giving a lot of feedback, so that's pretty cool. And also, obviously, Twitch, just mention it, streamers live on Twitch. Um, everybody who subscribes to my Twitch channel, of course, supports the show as well. Uh, that's a good, good way to do it. You can use your Amazon uh, Prime account to do it for free. Um, so uh, I'm on Twitch, of course, uh, as Foxtrot Alpha Bravo. Link is all in the show notes. Private citizen press. Anyway, my Twitch subscribers who also help make the show possible are Mike the Dane, Gal Terran, Sandman616, Redeemer F, Flash Gordo, Mode 7's Unavailable, Butterbeans, X, Acorontas 7, Bacon the Pork, Centurio Purchase, and Ezekiel017. And as you can see, lots of these people support me various ways. Lots of them have been on board for uh, the better part of the year, longer than a year since the show started. Uh, I'm, I'm always amazed by the loyalty of you guys and gals, of everybody. Uh, who helps out. I, I appreciate that a lot. Um, I love doing these shows. Um, and um, I thank you from the bottom of my heart for supporting the private citizen. Um, yeah, I also have to thank Bytemark uh, at bytemark.co.uk, the UK hosting provider. They provide me with the servers um, that provide you with the audio files. And that works has been, has been working very well, so thanks to Bytemark. And with that, I'm out of here before I die uh, because of the pollen, pollination, the grass, the grass is killing me. Let's get out of here. The uh, show's theme song is called Acoustic Roots by Raul Cabezali. And then we have outro music from um, River Run Dry and the song's called Long Road Trucking. So, uh... Let's get out of here. I'll, if everything goes according to plan, I'll see you tomorrow for another private citizen. Until then, aim to misbehave. <laughs> <laughs>